Alleluia, Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia. Jesus was no longer in the tomb. Everything in all of creation had changed. For Jesus had conquered the unconquerable. When He lifted up His head from the stone tomb and unwrapped the face cloth that was wrapped around His faith, death lost its sting. For death's first victim would not be returning to his grasp. When Jesus stood within the grave, death was defeated. Everything in all of creation had indeed changed. But the disciples did not believe. They were not without evidence. For the Marys came running back and they told the disciples... We have seen an angel who said, He is not here, but he has risen. Peter and John flew out to the tomb. And they came back saying that the Mary's word was correct. He was not in the tomb. But the disciples were unable to receive this. Even with the evidence they still didn't believe. And on the evening of that resurrection day, they were still mourning for what had took place on Good Friday. And they were in their room with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. You see, ever since Jesus was first apprehended in the Garden of Gethsemane, the disciples began to be in fear. At that first blow that they saw on Jesus' back, they were afraid, that blow is coming for me next. In his fear, Peter even denied knowing Jesus. In his fear, he thought only of self-preservation. And he didn't think of loving Jesus. He didn't think of loving his neighbor as himself. He only thought of how to keep himself safe from harm, safe from death. Let me ask you this. Can you relate to Peter? Do you know what it's like to be afraid Maybe you're not afraid of death. Maybe you're not thinking about death for a long time from now. Then again, maybe you are. But are you afraid of what people can do to you? Are you afraid of what people think about you? Are you afraid about the authority of your teachers, of your bosses? Do you have anxiety about being found out? Found out for the sins that you don't want anybody else in this room to know. Instead of asking, can you relate to Peter and the disciples? Let me rephrase that question into a statement. 
we can relate to Peter and the rest of the disciples in this. We know what it's like to be afraid of man. Here's the other thing. Jesus has risen from the dead. We have heard that message just like the disciples did. But we sometimes still live as if he hasn't. As if he's still laying in the grave. We lock all sorts of actual and metaphorical doors. Trying to keep what we fear outside. So that we can stay inside unharmed. We do our best to hide all of our warts. While at the same time we strive to present ourselves to others as acceptable as worthy of being celebrated. This is what Peter did. When Peter stood outside in that courtyard and he called down all sorts of curses upon himself, he was not fearing God. He was fearing the neighbor right next to him. He said, I don't know the man. I don't know the one who said, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. Peter paid no attention to the truth in that moment, to what God would think. He rather paid attention to what man, sinful man. Well, it was actually a sinful little girl. He was more afraid of what she thought than what God said. Sometimes we are as well. Sometimes we are. Sometimes I am. But now Jesus is risen. And that changes everything. Even if sometimes we act as though it doesn't. But here were the disciples locked in a room in order to keep all of their fears outside. And then Jesus came and he stood among them and he said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Now the disciples saw and they could not refute. Their anxiety over over what others thought, over the actual real danger that others present, their anxiety was replaced with gladness. The Jewish leaders, they still wanted them dead. And physically speaking, they were still in danger. But now the reality that Jesus rose from the dead changed everything. From because that moment when he lifted up his head, death lost its grasp. The truth finally sunk in, and the disciples were changed by it. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. When he had said this, 
he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Notice that Jesus was sending out the disciples, whom by sending, they became apostles. The word apostle means sent one. He was sending them even as the Father has sent him. They were to proclaim, Jesus died. Jesus rose. And because of that, the wages of sin, which are death, are replaced with the wages that were earned by a sinless, perfect Son of God. Jesus earned life. He's got so much life. You know what he does with it? He gives it to you. The apostles were sent out so that we would believe in Jesus through the testimony of their word. Think about this. Why did God send? I just said it. For God so... That was weak, but... (laughs) For God so loved the world. That's why Jesus was sent. Why is Jesus sending the apostles? Same reason. God loved you. You know why God puts you in your classroom? Why God puts you in your family? Why God puts you in your work? Because God loves the people that you meet. For God so loves that professor. God so loves that boss. And he puts his children there. And Jesus says, whoever receives you receives me. Not me, but the Father who sent me. And whenever we go out, whenever the disciples went out, they were not alone. The word that met with the disciples in their darkest hour is the word made flesh that still meets with us in our darkest hour. Now you might be thinking, I know this, but it doesn't seem to change the way that I look at things. Sometimes that stuff just creeps up, doesn't it? I know the truth, but I'm still being set free. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nail, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe that is scary but it's a statement that a true follower made for Thomas the fears and anxieties of this world were more pressing than the fairy tale that his friends were sharing with him 
Jesus had indeed risen from the dead, but he was not allowing himself to live in a reality where he didn't have to fend for himself. I've been let down before. I'm not going to be let down again. My guard is up and I'm ready. We all try to live like that and we all know how it ends up. His reality was what he saw. He saw Jesus die. He knew that there was a threat on his life because he walked with Jesus. He knew the pain of loss and he didn't want to put hope in something that he has never experienced. The resurrection. I get it. Do you get it? Do you understand that it can sometimes be hard to trust in things that you can't see? Is it hard to believe that Jesus has care for you even when everything in your life is saying he doesn't? When you find it hard to have peace, which you will, when you find it hard to have peace, I want you to do what Thomas did. Thomas' example is is the example that I try to follow when I am tempted to walk in fear rather than the joy of the resurrection. This is something that I have to daily do. Like we say in the catechism, what does the baptismal life indicate? It indicates that I should daily, with all contrition and repentance, drown the old Adam, that's my sinful nature, I daily confess my sins. I daily confess my doubt. I daily confess my fears. And yes, I have anxiety too. But eight days later, his disciples were inside again. And this is it. Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Notice something real quick. Jesus gave the disciples this Sunday the very same thing that he gave them last Sunday. He gave them peace. When he spoke peace, peace was given. Jesus still demands that his peace be delivered when Christians meet together. He delivers this peace through his word as it comes to us through the mouth of our pastor And he delivers this peace. This just reminds me. We always do the peace of Christ before service starts. But we didn't do it today. But Christ delivers us peace when we greet one another in the peace of the Lord. Through the mouth of our neighbor sitting right next to us. The pastor says the peace of the Lord be with you always. Right after Jesus is present in the bread and the wine. And we depart in peace after receiving His gifts in God's word of benediction. But back to that evening. After giving His disciples the word of peace, He turned to Thomas. I can imagine Thomas didn't even want to reach out. This painting does a good job of how I think Thomas felt. 
And I can see Jesus taking his hand. Put your finger right here. Put your hand right here. Do not disbelieve. Believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. If you doubt that Jesus' resurrection is real, if you doubt that his resurrection has any bearing on your circumstances, come back eight days later. What I mean is this. Thomas refused to believe. Yet he did not give up meeting with those who Jesus sent. And in that Sunday service, Jesus touched Thomas. Through his word, Jesus will touch you as well. It may not click the first time you hear it. You may have a situation that you are sure he can't overcome. But if you continue to abide in his word, the peace that he speaks week after week, it will be received by you. And you will make the confession that Thomas made. My Lord, my God. I pray that knowledge of the resurrection would be received by all who hear it. I pray that this reception of Jesus, peace and forgiveness, I pray that it changes us. Even though there is always something to be afraid of outside of our locked doors, we are not afraid. For the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature, they were defeated the moment when Jesus of Nazareth, the sinless Son of God, lifted his head. I pray that this reality would turn our fear into joy. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.